Welcome, everybody, back to He's Retirement Rant. Before I introduce my special guest tonight, I want to, I got to throw out this disclosure. So, Jamie is nowhere, shape, or form involved in this. It's just me and my guest for the show. So, she is not involved. Also, the views and opinions of this podcast do reflect the views and opinions of me and my guests because we're retired. We don't give a shit. And with that, without uh, further ado, today I have with me the host of Wild Whiskey and Tavern Question Podcast, Ian McGlynn. Hey, Ian, thanks for joining me, bud. How you doing? Hi, buddy. It's good to see you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like we just did this. It feels weird. Yeah. Like, I mean, it was like yesterday. Yeah, we're we just, did this. Picking yeah. like up right where we left off. Right. Uh, for for uh, the people that don't know, I, we had a great podcast yesterday. I thought we rec- had a great information, great show. But, you know, your, your dumbass host here forgot to hit record. Every podcaster's worst nightmare. Like yeah. you, you have that you have that show that clicks and it, everything's rolling. It's like, oh, man, this is great. This is going to be easy. I don't have to worry about editing. This is going to be awesome. And then you look down and it's just gone. It's just yeah, not there. It's not there. I went to go stop it. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> and then I saw the thing and said, would you like to start recording? I'm like, oh, dude. The look on your face was absolutely priceless. And I almost knew, like, as soon as you, as soon as you're like, bro, I, I knew where it was going. I'm like, oh my God, I've done this. I've I've absolutely done this before. You did so, it to me. Yeah, actually. And that was the weirdest thing. We, we talked about it afterwards is that the, the one time that it happened to me was also with, with Heath. Uh, I, I hit record, but what I didn't select was the input. So like on my board here, I didn't select what microphone or input to record. So it was literally like two and a half hours of just silence. Yeah, I remember uh, at least you did hit record. I didn't even get that far. Oh. We just started talking and just got and just went on our in our webs and our tangents and it was great and beautiful and I hit I went to stop it and I'm like oh shit uh, yeah man it was uh, but hey I, I happy accidents because I get to talk to you and hang out yeah. and drink whiskey two days in a row so I'm not I'm not complaining in any way shape or form exactly worst things could have happened that's for oh. sure. Hell yes. Yeah. Oh, you're but, telling me I got to hang out with Heath and drink more whiskey? Oh. Right. So <laughs> before we get too involved, what are you drinking today? Uh, so I am sipping on some, uh, it's Knob Creek Rye Single Barrel. Uh, it's It comes from the Bourbon Enthusiast Club. James heads that club up. He goes out and does a bunch of uh, single barrel selects. This thing is phenomenal. His palate is fantastic. So this is, I've had this actually for probably two years now, playing slow game with it, you know. Yeah. Uh, it's it's delicious. It's wonderful. Yeah, Knob Creek's good. Good whiskey. I like it. I'm having uh I'm drinking the Dalwini Highland single malt scotch whiskey, a gift from our mutual friend Hermes from the Scuttlebutt podcast. Look at you being all fancy with the scotch. Yeah, I'm fancy, man. I'm, I'm moving up in the world. Yeah, and your glass is all like fluted and pretty, and it's on like this little stand thing. Well, no, that's actually what that is, man. You know, when you buy these fancy candles, it comes with a cover. <laughs> yes that's what it is i have it upside down <laughs> it, it makes no noise <laughs> nice nice resourceful love it but anyway it looks so, like it's designed for it though like it, it looks, does it looks yeah. it looks like it needs to be used as your whiskey glass holder yeah i'm gonna need you to keep that pinky up though when you're sipping though because i mean you know yeah <laughs> hey i've been living up north for a while i got manners now there you do you <laughs> no, not really thank god but but anyway so we're here to rent guys and gals so the backstory to this, last weekend, I think it was, I was sitting there watching TV with my wife, Jamie, 
and I'm flipping through Facebook and I see a post for me and I'm not going to get into that post. We'll get into that in a minute. But anyway, I liked it. I didn't didn't like it. I loved it. I hit the, I held down the like button and went to the heart and I hit it. And then I hit Ian up. I was like, nice post. You want to rant? And he goes, absolutely. Let's rant. So week, week goes by and I'm super excited. So Ian, welcome to the show again. Tell me about that Facebook post. Uh, so for context, I think, uh, I, I think I'll just read it. Right. Um, go. so, uh, uh, what I wrote was the military is an organization of violence. It demands discipline, loyalty, and a desire to protect those who choose not to protect themselves. It's not easy. We are in short supply of that right now. We need women and men who can see the bigger picture and understand they are joining an organization that is created to fight. We need fighters, not influencers. I'm afraid that the next big fight for us will be done by the old people because we failed the younger ones. It seems as though we, as Americans, are in a challenging place right now. And when you talk about old people, you're talking about like me and you. Yes. <laughs> we, but we're there. Like that's, that, yeah, that's yeah, us. We're, well, we're, on the, we're on the younger side of the old people though. <laughs> are we? <laughs> we're we we're going to hold on to that. <laughs> yeah, we both just retired. But yeah. I, I'm going to dare to uh, guess you're talking about the Navy's latest uh influencer the uh, guy that's a he's a petty officer in the navy he is a drag queen by night but first of all and i'll, I'll let you speak your piece i don't care what a, a gal or gal does on their off time i could give a shit less my problem is the navy holding on to this person as their main influencer because they have a lot of followers that's my issue where's the vetting in go ahead Ian. what is your issue with it I, so uh, let me let me say that same thing. Um, I judge people by who they are as a human, not by how they associate uh, uh, with gender, race, sex, whatever. The, the, are you a good human or not? That is my my qualifier. I don't give two shits. Um, my issue with this is what are we projecting? What are we putting out there to our adversaries and those that would do us harm? By by putting this out there, are we projecting the picture of power, of lethality, and uh, uh, you know, I, I want to say fear, right? When we are talking and and putting stuff out there for our our armed forces, we should be uh, putting out images of demonstrations of how we will destroy you if you choose to act up against us. Right. And I'm, I, and I'm not saying like we, we are the aggressors. No, but if you, if you choose to stand up, right. If you get froggy and want to want to jump, here's what we're going to meet you with. And, and that's not it. Right. That is that's not it. I understand that we are in a recruiting crisis and we've got to try to reach people, but that, that is not it. We, need warriors that's what we need and that's what we need to demonstrate to the world that we have because we do we have phenomenal warriors and and warrior is is a gender neutral term we have some of the most lethal women on the planet period yep. we have women in fighter jets that can drop thousands of pounds of ordnance on your face, right? Yeah, <laughs> um, definitely. We we have women 
who are go through the the military's hardest school and I, you're going to argue that it's it's you know buds but i'm going to say no the, the united states uh, army ranger school is is way harder uh, well, it doesn't matter they're both freaking hard as hell right right <laughs> uh we just had a the very first ever uh female honor grad from ranger school so um, she she just didn't get through it she was an honor grad she was the honor grad the first wow. ever woman honor grad um i know her i taught her how to skydive um wow her name's Rachel. She's phenomenal. And and anybody who who jumps in and goes, oh, the breeding criteria is different. You can fuck all the way off. Um, no, personally, from my, I from my understanding, and they never lowered their criteria to match if women wanted to come in. They kept it. They kept the bar the same. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And from from I, I dude, I'm not there. You know what I mean? I, I'm on the outside from, looking in, but I know what I, I know Rachel. I yeah, from what I understand about this, the the uh, SO community, they haven't lowered the. The criteria you're just a badass if you get through it whether you're a guy or a gal yeah so so that to say um we we need to put that out there and we're we're struggling right now to get the military aged people invested or or having them give a shit enough to come and serve that's a problem there's a challenge yeah. there and there's there's challenges on multiple levels there's ideology differences, there's mindset differences, there's physical differences. And, and one of the, the things that we're, we're challenged with that's really pissing me off is the fact that we can't get people through basic training, boot camp, whatever you call it, without breaking them. Uh, so much so that the army has developed a program that puts these young men and women through physical conditioning before it even sends them to basic training. Because they get to basic and they're breaking, you know, it's, it's, it's basement to battlefield. Right. Um, right. And I say basement right. because, you know, they're playing video games in their mom and dad's basement. Right. Right. Uh, right. And, and, and I'm not trying to like talk down or talk bad anybody, but it's, but there's the challenge bone density, right? They, they wondered why they were breaking so many people and why, why suddenly now the injury rates were so high. So they went and they, they did in-depth research into all these people and they're finding that, well, they're just, their frames are not built the same. Because yeah. lifestyle has changed over the the course of you know our lifetime, oh, lifetime, yeah. you know, and and when I say lifetime, I'm talking about our time in the service. Yes, yes, definitely. So you know the the young men and women that were coming in ten years ago are completely different than what exists now, and that's that's a challenge. And and I mean your your wonderful wife, I'm sure, is facing that challenge every oh, single day. It's, it's terrible. Yeah, I'm I'm sure, but. But what we put out and what we send forward facing needs to be a projection that is not a dude in a dress. That's that's not it. Now, I, I'm gonna tell you, I like I don't know this person's pronouns. I don't know anything about them, right? I, I right. so so I don't mean to misgender, I don't mean to to use the wrong pronouns. If I am, I, I sincerely beg your pardon, right? Um, and and let me tell you, I they're they're a, they're knockout. They're gorgeous. Uh, yeah. You know, when they go from one way to the other, like, okay, looking dude, but, but knockout, you know, when they're in drag. Right. Right. Um, and I'm comfortable enough in my sexuality to, yeah, to yeah. recognize yeah. that. Right. Um, Definitely. so, <laughs> uh, but, but again, uh, what, what the fuck are we doing and why, why are we having such a hard time getting people to give a shit about their country to come and put time in and, and what, what comes next? Right. We have so many years where we can't fill ranks 
And then the, the people that we have that are serving are now having to do the jobs of four, five, six, seven people because there's nobody coming to fill in these positions. And the right. job will get done, period. Whether right, it's by one person doing the job of six people or it's six people, you know, and then those people get burnt out. So now what do we have? We have a high turnover rate and we're, we're, we're in trouble. We yeah. are in a bad situation because the people that are there are toast and they're looking for the door as fast as they can get out. They're going to do their timing and roll and run. I, I don't blame them, but I, I, I think about when I joined and I joined a few years before you, but in my time frame, Top Gun, when I was a kid, Top Gun was a huge hit, right? It came out in the mid-80s. So all those kids that saw Top Gun, as soon as they became of age, they joined the military. It was a recruiting tool that that lasted 10, 15 years. Mm-hmm. It, a lot of them became pilots over Top Gun. But what motivates people now? Top Gun wouldn't motivate anybody to join. Look, we just came out with Maverick. The part two, and nobody, you know, nobody's rushing to the recruiting station. And it, it it kills me. And Jamie said it perfectly the other day. She said, people are quick to thank you for your service, which is very respectful, but that nobody's wanting to join. It's, I have a whole different feeling about thank you for your service, but, but yeah, yes. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, yeah it, I mean, it's, it's become an obligatory phrase that we have right. to say to people who, when we re- identify them as, as being a, this type of freaking people, right? right? Whether you mean it or not, that's a whole nother. I think you and I have had that conversation. Yeah, we too. have. We yeah. Have. Um, so, but, but yeah, like uh, words, they're quick to dump words and they're quick to say all the right things. But when it's time to take action and, and what happens when, you know, my fear and, and that post is that th- there is a fight coming. Oh, I, yeah. in my heart of hearts, I believe that there, there is another big fight coming for us soon. And it's not going to be. With a bunch of freaking terrorists or bandits who who spray and pray, right? Who bomb roads, although that will probably be part of it, but but it's going to be a near peer force. The battlefield will be evolved and and weird and complex, but it's going to be a near peer force, and we're going to fight a uniformed force. Yep. That, there is a potential that that fight comes to the homeland. That comes to here and that that word homeland kind of freaks people out right oh god you're a nationalist no no i'm not a fucking nationalist that's just here right right yeah this is your home either yeah. by birth or by choice you either were born here right and here's the deal you have the choice to leave you can leave you're not nobody's forcing you to stay right you got to right. find a country that's going to take you and and so so before you start bitching about our immigration policies maybe you should freaking look try to immigrate somewhere else and see how that works out for you um yeah. but again that's not part of this conversation right. um you know what what happens when somebody comes knocking at the door and and what who's who's going to be there to fight the army that's exhausted because they've been doing the job of seven people for freaking years because nobody wants to join. Right. They're, they're going to have the, you know, they're, they're going to be effective, but they're tired. Yep. And it's going to be us. And that's my, that's my biggest fear is that you and I are not going to stand by and let some foreign power come in and dictate how we live our lives. We're going to grab a gun and we're going to go stand a post. Yep. Us, the old guys. The guys and, have been, and there's been a there. population of us who have spent 20 years at war, 
right? We're already tired. We've been there, done that. We got t-shirts and scars yeah. and and <laughs> emotional freaking damage, right? <laughs> we got that. Um, and and we we're good with that. And we'll go. We'll go without even being asked. Who else is gonna go? And who else do we and and what happens if we do go? And here is an entire population group that is unwilling to defend themselves and their country. That's going to make fighting for them really hard. Now, fortunately for the armed services, we've been fighting for people who didn't give a shit about us for a very long time. So we're kind of used to it. Right, right. There's been anti-war sentiment since there's been war. Yeah. The difference between us and them, you know, we, we look at that and we acknowledge the fact that we defend the freedom that allows you to say, I don't like that. And part of our, our conversation yesterday was about kneeling and, and the anthem and the flag. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah anybody we, in the United States military defends the Constitution and the Constitution allows them to do that. You defend the freedom for people to take a knee, to not stand, to not. That's recognize. why that's true. And you can think personally that it's jacked up, fucked up or whatever, but you your job, what you do for a living gives them the right to do that. And that's kind of what we're doing it for. You know, people have been burning flags since, uh, I mean, forever. Since America was a, a country damn near, people were burning flags. Yeah. But but in other countries, you do that, stand by. You probably will get hung in front of the daggum in, in town center mm -hmm. or stoned to death or, or whatever they do. But here, it's accepted. Yeah, people get pissed off. You might, you might pack an ass whipping if the wrong person sees you. But you're you're not going to die. There's a lot of things you can do in this country. And we talk about freedom of speech. I have the right to talk. I have the right to say what I want. Yeah. But like you said yesterday, you don't have the right for, of employment. Right. So, you know, you can say what you want, but there's repercussions. But the repercussions here is a lot, a lot less strenuous than repercussions in other places. You don't lose your life. For sure. Consequences. Consequence there. And, and that's where appears to be one of our challenges is the fact that there are very few consequences or, yeah. or there is a feeling that there should be no consequences. Right. Well, this bothered me. So I took this action, bro. You smacked a cop with a sign. You're an idiot. You deserve to get thrown to the ground, bruised up, thrown in handcuffs and chucked in the back of a van. Like, I'm sorry. Right. right? You chose violence. Violence became a part of your life at that point. Um, and the person that executed violence on you was just better at it. Right, right. <laughs> you, you made a bad decision. That's your fault, dumbass. You know, um, well, I'm, I'm, I have the freedom of expression. Right, cool. And you can, and and peaceful protests are wonderful things. Yes, when they are actually peaceful, and what we're seeing is they're not. And what's happening is the mob mentality, this this sensationalism. Like you're you're making a difference by freaking burning shit and blowing shit up and just no. All you're doing is causing property damage. Stop, stop. You know, right. Go right. out. Make your voices heard. Say something, right? But in reality, if you don't get the freaking people who <laughs> push legislation through up top, what you want isn't going to change. Right. Unless you don't try to get it legislated. And that's the big thing is, is somehow we feel as though the courts or the, the governing bodies in this country can, can change everything, Right. Well, guess what? We can we can write 27 laws and we can pass 19 bills 
that say we have to do this. We had to, but that doesn't change the person. Right. Exactly. And the issues in our country right now are the people. You cannot legislate tolerance. You could tell people they have to be tolerant or they're going to go to jail. Who gives a fuck? Right. That's not going to change the person. And if we want that, we want culture change in this country. Well, by God, we, we're going to have to freaking do some shit. We're going to have to have hard conversations. And and the conversations are the problem is we can't sit down and fucking talk anymore without people getting so blown up over the top irate because we disagree. So that word triggered. Triggered. Exactly. <laughs> it's it's a thing. And I, I, I don't like that word. Yeah, right? I don't either. <laughs> um, because I think it's abused, right? There are, right. There, it is a very real thing to be triggered, but some right. of the things that trigger people for entertainment purposes, I, I hopped on social media after Trump's freaking interview on CNN, right? Right. And what I saw was grown ass men and women in tears, like legit having a hard time talking because of the emotional damage that that interview caused them. Your television, your phone, your computer, they all have off buttons. So you right. watched it voluntarily. At this point in time, you know the guy's going to freaking be what he is. Yeah. You subjected yourself to that. What was your intention? And if that was a trigger point for you, well, what are you, you're a glutton for punishment. I'm sorry. You made well, a bad choice, right? Why, why but, do you, why do you want to put that on yourself if you're triggered that easy? But why are you in tears? Yeah. Why are you crying? Like this is the, the end of democracy as we know it. Shut the fuck up. It is not. It is absolutely not. You are, you are misguided at best. Yeah. <laughs> at best dude this it's such bullshit just just fucking stop so what's going to happen when something really awful happens right how do right. you respond when something really awful right you watched a television interview and had an emotional meltdown not because trump harmed you in any sort of personal physical way right your ideology has caused you to freaking feel this pain what happens when real pain comes into play what do you do then Dude, and let me tell you, we are not doing right by our kids, period, yeah. right? We are not. We need to let them feel discomfort as children. We need to let them feel rejection as children. We need to let them have pain and hurt and loss as children. We need to let them have, because that's going to build coping mechanisms. So when they're adults, they're not experiencing this for the first time. They're not crying over a Trump interview. Fucking hell, dude. <laughs> and and unfortunately, our children are growing up in the age where um, violence in the, their place of education is a very high potential and risk, right? Right. Definitely. What do we do about that? There's a couple there's a couple things we got to do. Number one, we have to put better armed individuals who are more lethal than the people who mean to harm our children in those facilities. We need to put guns in schools in the hands of people who are freaking amazing and incredible and possess the freaking mentality and skill to use those weapons to keep our children safe. But we don't want that. Oh, God, that's not OK. We can't put guns in schools. No, my children should be able to go to school without seeing guns. You're, you're right. They should. 
but can I, I agree. I agree. They should be able to, if they, they if they, 100% they, they should be able to, but they can't. No. So we're not going to put guns in schools. We're not going to arm teachers. Some places have, and I, as long as those teachers know how to use them, I'm no, on yeah. board. Right. I don't want to, don't give them to just anybody. No, fuck no. Yeah. But, but I, I don't see with a, a trained individual packing a little heat here to protect kids. I don't have a problem with that, but a trained individual. Mandated not, training. Not Billy hey. Bob, not Billy nope. Bob from the hills of Tennessee, you know, you know, but, but somebody that's trained and knows the weapon inside and out. And somebody that is required to maintain that training. Right. Right. Not uh, some yeah. freaking person who went to a range once six right. months ago and hasn't touched a gun since. No, somebody that goes on the regular <clears throat> and mandate that training. Right. So there's, right. there's that, but the other solution is, um, we need to get to the kids. We need to, and, and what I, what do I mean when I say that? You need to get your kid to arrange. You need to get your kid to arrange so that the first time they hear a gunshot in real life, because guns are scary because they're loud, right? right. You don't see the bullet. It's moving too fast. The bullets aren't scary. I'll, I'll, you know, the thought of metal coming at you at a high rate of speed is frightening. It's the sound that creates chaos. Right. Because bullets, they travel so fast. You don't have time to be scared. It's the, it's it, the sound. It's the sound that creates right. the chaos, Right. And that's right. why it, somebody with a suppressor is going to be way more effective than somebody yeah. who doesn't have one because right. that noise is going to send everybody scattering. So, so what do you do? Your, your kids need to know what it sounds like. The first time they hear, they hear gunfire should be in a controlled environment so that if they hear it again, it's not the first time. And that noise, although will trigger a reaction from them for sure, they're going to go, cool, I know what this is. Right. And hopefully um, they know that, uh, okay, so that wasn't that loud. We probably have some time. What do we need to do? Get that door barricaded, get that window open. You know, can we get out the window? What, how, how do we get out of this situation fast enough? Or how do we make our situation safer? And when all of the other kids are freaking out because they've never heard it before, your kid is the one that can go, hey, everybody take a deep breath. We've got a little bit of time. Let's make our position safe. And they make those changes, right? That, that puts a lot of freaking responsibility on the kid. And that kid also needs to be the one that says, hey, put your fucking phones down. Those aren't going to save you right now. Right. Because uh, a real life gunshot sounds different than video games, right? Uh, very, very different, right? <laughs> Even if you have the volume all the way up, right? Uh, yeah, right. It, it's, it's not the same. It's going to cause your ears to ring. It's going to freaking throw your equilibrium off a little bit if it's close, if it's right. super close, right? And then you teach your kids about how a gun works because there is a reload process for every gun. Right. And I guarantee you these dudes that come in on, in most cases are not experienced, are not, right. are not experienced, right? They're not John wick. They're not, they don't know how to transition to separate firearms. They don't know how to reload by moving their mag real fast, right? They don't know those things. So that means that you have time in between. So you listen and you count. Cool. 29, 30. Now right. you have 15 seconds. What do you do with that 15 seconds? You either get yourself somewhere safe or you fucking go hit that motherfucker right in his mouth. Right. And that puts, again, a lot of responsibility on the kids and that, that should not be there. But are we oh. going to allow our kids to just be victims or are we going to give them the tools to, to take charge and take control? Right. You know, because, you know, what, what is, what is a lot of people say? Let's take guns away from everybody. But, you know, 
how that works. Everybody, nobody will have guns except for the criminals. Well, drugs and are illegal. Government. Yeah, the government. Drugs are illegal too, but yeah. but drugs are everywhere. Right. So it's not that's not a solution. I get the solution is education. Right. Yeah. And and there, there's responsibility with range owners too. Um, if you have a young person that's coming in, we, you know, asking to fire high powered firearms and they're doing nothing besides firing and reloading and they're just doing reloading practice. And there's yeah. no coach there because they're not competing. That's a red flag. And you need to fucking tell somebody. And you need to put that person on notice just, right. just to be safe, right. you know, but, but again, that, and, and in that, that mindset. So now you take those same people, right. Who we have tried to protect and tried to keep safe and try not to let anything bad ever happen to them ever. Right. We've never let them lose. And now we go, we throw them into an environment where they're going to lose. Bad things are going to happen, right? The military is not a, a gentle place to survive. It's not the Boy Scouts. It's not the Girl Scouts. Right. It requires discipline and, and uh, a, a sense of uh, there is brutality to it. Right. And, and if, we are, if we have an entire generation that is ill-equipped for that, we're fucked. And and the leadership that that does that too, that adopts that mentality, like diversity, equity, and inclusion, amazing things. When that becomes the focus and not lethality, when we are more worried about being inclusive and distributing freaking equity and diversity as opposed to being lethal, we are in we are in trouble. There is a problem. I got a question for you. Going back to the the recruiting tool that the Navy adopted with with the you know drag queen by night. Do you think that's going to attract people? Do you think that's actually going to going to work? I have to say maybe. Yeah. Okay. I got another question though. Do you think it's going to attract what the military needs? Again, I, that's another question where I have to say maybe because um, that individual, again, don't know anything about them. Their performance as a sailor, their performance, you know, and if it was right. a soldier, could be exemplary. They could yeah. be an absolute dead eye shot. They could be physically um, on top of their game. They could be the best thing ever. And just at nighttime, they enjoy makeup and a dress, right? Right. And if that's the case, that's awesome. And if they bring in more people like that, Again, what you do in your off time, as long as it's not illegal, immoral, or causes harm to other people, I don't give a shit. Come to work, do your job, be really, really good at your job. Because that's that's what we need from our military. We need our military to be really, really good at their job. Oh yeah, you don't need you don't need slack asses coming in. No, for sure. And as long as 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 those those are the people that are brought in, that's great. Um, my fear is that there there's going to be um a population of folks that comes in with an expectation, right? Because we've, we've demonstrated that this is accepted and tolerated and wonderful. Right. And somebody's going to say something that offends them and they're going to lose their shit because they haven't been offended ever. 
or they've been offended and they've been able to react and, you know, um, cancel Karen or cancel or, you know what I mean? Like, like they, like they've, the, the keyboard warriors have been freaking very successful. Right now I'm okay with getting offended. I mean, I, it takes a lot to get me offended. It's okay to get offended, but it's how you handle it. Yeah. That matters. I mean, my 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 way of handling stuff is people used to piss me off. I used to I used to just cuss them out and carry on all day like nothing be, ever happened. You got to be careful uh, with that these days, though. Well, yeah, if I'm cussing out a person that gets triggered, then they're going to get triggered, and yeah, then yeah, but, <laughs> then, they, then they shouldn't play the damn game if they can't. Ha- we always say if you can't handle it, don't play the game. But the way I, you know, I would get like my thing was always like, I can't believe that. Some bitch just said that. Yeah. But it had to be pretty bad. It wasn't like joking around. I would take a lot of shit as a joke. And that's what I found mostly in the military was a lot of joking around. A lot of shit talking, lack of better terms. Yeah. And and that I, I've always incurred, I always liked that. Because that part means, of the culture. I had hey, because you're you're taking the suck together, like we talked about yesterday. Yes. The good thing about the military, you're embracing the suck together, which going to Cause you to get closer, like brothers and sisters, correct? Yes. When when mom's when mom or dad is beating all y'all's ass or grounding all of y'all, you get you become closer. Very uh, you get that that tight knit mentality, and that's mm-hmm. what the military is like. Yeah, you might. What is it? What is it like? Uh, the 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 Navy and Marines used to fight all the time between each other, but if an Air Force person comes around or Army, then you know they're going they're going to be like, no, no, screw you. Who are you? You know, it kind of right. like the ar- army, you know, with their thing. It was like it it makes you tight. And that's that's okay. But I, but I've noticed right before I was retiring that it wasn't not everybody was that way or had that same mentality. It was all about you know, not offending nobody and, and things. It was like really or or like the big like the big thing in the military before I retired was uh we had to have uh, what was it? Right before I retired, racism training. Like there was a racism problem in the military. I, I never extremism. saw extremism. Extremism. I never saw it. And I joined in the nineties. I ain't like I joined like you know five years ago. I, I never, I never, I never experienced that. Not saying I don't know if maybe it was there, but I don't think it was enough of there enough there to be an uh, like a a pandemic of racism. Okay. So let's let, let's kind of unpack that for a second, though, right? So let's go back to Don't Ask, Don't Tell, right? When Don't Ask, Don't Tell got erased, was it 2000 and would have been 2009, I think it was? Yeah, something like that, yeah. 2010, right? Uh, I don't know what happened in the Navy, but in the Army, right? You had to go into this briefing. There were lawyers yeah, yeah. present, right? And you had to sign this document saying that you have been briefed on the data. Nobody gave a fuck. Because that population of people had been present in the service forever, right? right? Now they could just talk about it. And 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 the 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 small minority of people that had, you know, uh moral obligations to it, whatever, like at the end of the day, it it doesn't fucking matter because they've been there the whole time. Yeah. What right? they were doing they it, were, it doesn't matter. So exactly. It's it's all about performance. And it's all about, were- you know, being able to rely and trust on the people to your left and your right. And if you can do that, that's great. The extremism thing, right? Thanks, January 6th. Fucking fuck. Yeah. Right. That was a nightmare. Um, that wasn't what happened that day was a nightmare. Yes. The fallout from that was even worse. 
Yeah. Because now it turned into, hey, turn your buddies in. If your buddies are demonstrating extremism behavior, which includes this, 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 and this, you here's here's a hotline, an anonymous hotline for you to freaking tell on your buddy, right? To identify them as extremists. Holy fuck, dude. Like I because I'm a conservative Republican, I'm already freaking two out of the three hit points. You know what I mean? Like, right, what, right, right. What yeah. the fuck? Like, no. And then we're encouraging people, right? The people that we have to rely on in the worst of times, right? When there are others trying to harm or kill us, we have to rely on these people. But we're now being told that, hey, just, just turn those people in, right? People that that have, and, it, and again, it, extremism, right? Extremism lies on both ends of the spectrum, whether you're left or right or conservative or or, or liberal or Republican or Democrat, it doesn't fucking matter. Both camps have fucking extremism. Right. So so are we are we looking at both sides? And and it didn't seem that way. It seemed very one sided. Um, and and that that was kind of the start for me, um, where I I knew my effectiveness in the organization was coming to an end. Right. And, and I knew that, you know, we are, our, our weapon systems, right. they have a maximum effective range of yeah, whatever yeah. it is, right. Yeah. Ian McGlynn's maximum effective range had been reached <laughs> you were done. and it was, it, it was time for me to go. Um, right. I had had plans to stay for another two years and do some other stuff, but, but at that point I'm looking at where the organization is going. Right. I, and, and don't get me wrong. Uh, the army took very good care of me and gave me some opportunities that I would never have had anywhere else. And, oh, yeah. and I will always look fondly back on my career and proudly, always, yeah. always, always, always. Did I always agree with the decisions that were made? Fuck no. But you know what? Um, my job was to support and defend the Constitution of the United States against enemies, both foreign and domestic. And I did that with honor. Right. And that's, I'm, I'm with you, man. I, I did. I was HYT'd out because I couldn't pick up nine. But I like I think I was sheltered my last tour when things started getting really different. At uh, a naval special warfare command because they they were they were kind of on my way of thinking which I am not an extremist I I believe in <laughs> I believe you come to work you do your job proudly hard give one hundred ten percent every day and you go home that that's yeah. where I'm at yep that that is me I don't I'm not there to I'm not there to uh, be I'm not there to kiss babies I'm not there to do a whole bunch of volunteer work I'm there to do my job and go home. And that's kind of how they were. But be good at your job. Don't just go your job and do it half-assed. Be excellent, right? right? And that's kind of where I was. And I, I guess that's why I really enjoyed it. It was tough at first because, you know, even at at my pay grade as an E8, you still, I still had to prove myself when I went there, which I was cool with. I'm okay with yeah. that. But it was tough. It was tough. But I enjoyed it. And it was rewarding. But I think in – I think I think the, the Navy for the last – I'm going to say at least 15 years, it's going toward kind of your job as a secondary to everything else. You, you know what I'm getting at? Like volunteer yeah, or, or whatever collateral duties you have. That's everybody has a job. You got to do more. Your job is secondary, even though they, they don't say that. But your job, your primary job should be your focus because that is what you're getting paid for. Yeah. That is why you were in, you were enlisted. That For is sure. Why they, yeah. 
and promotion potential should be based on your work performance and leadership ability, right? right. When you get to the senior level, right? Leadership ability right. comes in, right? right? But before then, it's it's just your performance. How good do you perform? How how do you and then and that also measures leadership, right? So so are you able to teach, coach, and mentor your soldiers to be excellent? And does your do your soldiers, sailors, whatever, right? Does your squad, your team, your your wing, whatever you fall under, do they demonstrate excellence because of your coaching, leadership, and mentorship? And yes, great, you're awesome. Are they proficient at their job because you do that? Yes, great, you're awesome. And and your promotion potential should not be based on volunteer work. It should not be based on your civilian education, which was something I, man, I pushed back on a lot. Like uh, I'm with you. Yeah. We we have commissioned officers who receive bachelor's, master's, doctorates, right? The strategic level commanders, right? Need those things. They need to be educated because they have a different picture to look at. Me right. as an E7, as an E6, as an E5, I don't need a fucking master's degree in business administration. Right. Oh, in my opinion, right. Was, I don't. I, that doesn't do anything. No, I'm for with me. you. My whole opinion, as an E7 and above, no matter what branch you're in, you need a you need a a degree in people. And I say degree, I mean because you know people. That's what your job is to drive people, to make people better, to get them mm -hmm. to do their job in shitty conditions and when they don't sure. want to. That sure. is your job. Your degree should be. At, in the senior level, leadership development and organizational culture, because right. those are the things that matter. Those are the things you, and, and here's the deal. <clears throat> you need to be able to look at your guys and say, Hey, uh, we need to go take that building. That building has more people in it than we have. And they're all armed and it's super dangerous and we're probably going to die. Right. But there is so much trust and, and so much uh, ability within that group that they're like, fuck yeah, let's go. But right, they need I, that. That is what need how you teach people to follow you in in dire situations. That's what matters. And now you have an entire. Uh, and I can't speak for all the services or branches. Right, my personal experience. Right, brilliantly civilian educated people that couldn't lead a goddamn horse to water. Right. They but yes, it, they have a master's degree, but they suck. They're awful. And what are they doing? They're perpetual. What are they doing? How did you get promoted, Master Sergeant? How did you get promoted, First Sergeant? Well, get your degree, man. You got to get your degree. It's not freaking, no, you need to be the best freaking whatever it is, mechanic that you can be. You need to get these certifications as a mechanic so that you can do all these things. And you need to pursue military education. You need to pursue positions of higher authority or positions of higher responsibility as a junior. Right. And that's, and, and no, like they're, they're looking at promoting why, right. Why does that matter? And, and I, I don't know if that was a problem in any other service, but, but it oh, it's, appeared it's to be an issue uh, for us because that, that promotion list would come out and you'd be like, wow, well, wow. Yeah. You know, um, and I, that applies to everybody. I'm sure when I hit the promotion list, there are people that saw my name and went, I'm sure you, you know what I mean. I, I do, I do. It happens everywhere. But I want to. I, I want to circle back to something you said. Yeah. So you talk about you need to be able to get a group of people to take that building that's outnumbered you, but you need to take that damn building. What degree? There's no. There's no piece of paper that helps you do that. Is I get. I, I will give you two things. I think that will help you accomplish that. Lead by example. Right, 
and treat people like people. To me, that you is ready for some fancy words. Yeah, go ahead. I right, go ahead. Army, ar, ar, army me. Authenticity and vulnerability. Dude, perfect. That's exactly what you just said. Those two yep. things. Yep. That's what you yep. need. That's it. You don't need a. You don't need to go to sit in a, in a classroom. Nope. For for four years to to get that knowledge because I guarantee you a lot of people that do have that piece of paper suck at that. Not saying. I'm down on people that get their education. I'm all for it. You yeah. do it on your outside. You want to, you're setting yourself up for success when you get out or retire. Hey, I'm all for it. Do it. It's good for you. Yeah. Good for you. hundred percent. And the but military I, pays for it. It's free. Yeah. Yeah. I'm all for no it. No debt forgiveness needed. Exactly. Exactly. Anyway. <laughs> oh, speaking of that, I just paid off Jamie's uh, college debt after she got her first, she got her undergrad in 2004. It's just now paid off. You know what? That's Nobody, almost 20 years, dog. Dude. Yeah. That's a lot. Wow. <laughs> well, she didn't join. She joined after her degree mm. as enlisted, which I don't, I don't understand that. But, but you know, so the whole debt forgiveness, I, I just have a problem with that. It's your debt, man. I don't want to pay for your debt. Again, consequences. You made choices. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You made choices for sure. Um Not- no, I'm with you, man. I'm worried. I'm worried that it's going to, it might attract the people that, that come in and they might do a decent job. I don't know. But I think when the, when the shit hits the fan, it might be a problem. Or if they get into a, a rough area, I'm sure like army infantry is, is a tough bunch of dudes. A lot of shit talking. I mean, I, I can I imagine. So. Yeah. Exactly. I can see I, hope so. I can see a problem with that with some people that are like in in, in people that come in and that first time on a ship. It's gonna be the ship, you it is a lot of shit talking and you have to have thick skin. It's just the way it is. it just is what it is. You know, the, I've been I was fucked with when I first got to the ship. You know what? I yeah. just uh, you suck it up and you carry on with life. And you do the best you can do. That's all you can do. But that environment doesn't exist anymore. And it doesn't exist anymore. Uh, and, and here's going to be this full circle moment, right? Um, because uh, we have said, okay, cool. We can't talk to people like that anymore because words hurt, right? Words are are physically damaging to people. Um, and then what we did is we 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 pulled power away from people and we gave it to other people. So now all that has to happen is a, a junior enlisted individual has to go and file a complaint, right? Now that complaint may come around after a year of investigation to be completely unfounded. However, in that year, the person that has been complained against, even if they were completely innocent, their career has been upended. Right. Because they were already been proving been, guilty for and, no reason. Yes, exactly. The moment that they're, that an accusation has come across their career and and there are folks who have recovered from it well, but for the most part, commanders are removed from command. Um, leaders are pulled out of those positions and not because they did anything wrong, right? They, they hurt the feelings of that individual and, and the feelings have become, and, and we, that's not something we need in our military, right? Where somebody can just go say, Hey, uh, you know, Sergeant freaking blah, 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 made me feel this way. Da, da, da. And now we take Sergeant blah, blah, blah out of that team. And we put him over here on the sidelines until we can figure out what happened a year later. Right. And then, and then when it, let's say it comes back unfounded, they try to integrate, you know, Sergeant blah, blah, blah back in. No, that's not fucking happening. 
right? right? So now they've got to move on. They've got to go somewhere else. They have to totally change everything. We we gave power and then we made we made it dangerous to demonstrate authenticity and vulnerability. We made it dangerous because people who are authentic and vulnerable get taken advantage of. Right. What's it's like those two characteristics that we need from our leaders, we have made dangerous. So you can't have barbecues at your house with soldiers anymore because now you're fraternizing and that's dangerous because somebody's going to feel unwelcome in your home and you're going to get in yeah. trouble for it. So now guess what? Nobody's coming to my house. Nope, 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 nope. I'm going to keep you at an arm's distance because you're dangerous. Right. You have the ability to ruin my career by words, not by anything I did wrong. Yeah, about what you perceive and what you perceive. Your truth. Your fucking Dude. truth. Your fucking truth. Just because it's your truth, don't mean it's the truth. Say more. You know, like they people have taken this holding somebody accountable to being abusive. There's a big difference of holding somebody accountable and being abusive. Your job as a leader is to hold somebody accountable, whether it be counseling. And ask you in whatever it is. The reason you're getting this consequence is because you were ordered to do something and you decided you didn't want to do it. And I've 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 held people accountable in my day, but I never held somebody accountable that was trying and might have missed the mark a little bit, but they were giving 100 percent That's all I ever asked. Give 100%. And I'm with you because I'm going to give you 100%, right? But yeah. if somebody just blew me off because they thought they knew better and it and it wound up they didn't, yeah, they're going to catch an ass chewing. And I think an ass chewing is a lot better than putting it on paper because putting it on paper is a whole different ball game. I never, I, I was rare to do that unless I had to. But a good, a good, yeah. a good sailor, soldier, whatever we're talking about, just decides he thinks he knows better and he's, He's still catching ass chewing. But the difference between now and then is they 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 knew they deserved it. They didn't go run and do a report on me for hurting their feelings. That's the difference. Yep. I've no, I've had seven Simeo. You have Simeo in the army? No. Command manage equal opportunity. No. Okay. We all have a Simeo and a Navy command. I've had one, one <laughs> command. When I was a young chief, first mate chief, E7, look, I had seven of them against me. And, and, so, it, uh, and luckily, I think in, it in the oh, army, we call them 15 sixes. Oh, it's probably just a number. Yeah. yeah. Investigations. Yeah. Right. And it never amounted to anything, but it could have. Yeah. You know, because and, I held people accountable. Yeah. And that's, and, and again, when, when we can't do that, right? So somebody makes a mistake and we tell that person that made a mistake, hey, look, <clears throat> You made a mistake. Um, unfortunately, there's consequences for that mistake. But but what happens after the, you make the mistake is up to you. You can either learn from it and thrive or or you cannot. And, and let me be the first one to tell you, um, when I was a junior enlisted, I got demoted. I made a bad choice. You got and, busted, dude? You got busted? Oh, I did. I did. Yeah. Right? Um, but the moment I, I made that bad decision, I went in and said, I made a bad choice. I made a mistake. Here's what I did. Yes. And I admitted to everything. Like this was, this was me. I made this, I made this bad decision and, and I was held accountable for that decision. I was demoted. I'm freaking, you know what I mean? Uh, and I always kind of laugh at that, but as soon as I got demoted, 
I went back to work and I went back to work as hard as I possibly could. I had extra duty at the end of the day. I did the best damn extra duty you could possibly think of. Freaking, I was the hardest fucking worker you've ever seen. I volunteered. I did what I, so, so 90 days after I got demoted, I got promoted back because as yeah. soon as my flag was up, it was 90 days. I got promoted right back. And then 90 days after that, I found myself in one of the, the harder, well, at the time it was like the hardest school to get into for a parachute rigger, right? Which was the free fall school. So somebody in your chain of command saw that you, you really learned your lesson and re rewarded you. It, yes. But, but again, if they I don't have gone, to give that, they don't have to give that back to you. No, no, yeah. they sure don't. They sure don't. And, and had I gone, what was me, right? The system's out to get me. These guys, you know, other people do things that are way worse than I did, right? They don't get demoted for that, right? And I nuke all my buddies and I drop a bunch of freaking investigations on other people because, right? Because I'm getting punished, right? No, I took personal accountability. I fucked up. I made a bad decision and I am due the consequences of that bad decision, period. And and there is none of that anymore. Nobody is responsible for the decisions that they make. They're not held accountable. And here's the deal. As a leader, I would always tell them, like, if you make a bad decision, you're going to get in trouble. I'm not going to protect you from anything. I'm going to stand next to you when you get your face punched in. Right. Administratively, not physically. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, And I'm going to be right there to help you and give you the tools you need to bounce back from that. But I'm not going to stop that. Right. Because the only way you're going to learn is to go through that pain. And, you know, I'm, I'm the poster child for, yes, you can bounce back and be okay. And you can be successful and you can still make freaking whatever. You know what I mean? It's not, it's not the end of anything anymore. Right. But and you got, you got to take your licks. You do. You have to be held accountable and nobody's, nobody's held accountable for shit. And like what I said, man. People have taken a, being held accountable to being abused. It's not that's, abuse. That I I I noticed that years ago. Uh, I'm not going to say where I was or or where I was doing, but right. But I noticed where people were caught blatantly wrong. Their first response was, "Yes, but." Oh, yeah, yeah. And then and then here comes the laundry list of other people that have done other things way worse than them and blah 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 blah. And and, and it always it blew my mind to sit there and listen to this like Well, first off, you're a super shitty friend because the people that you hang out with every single day, you just threw all of them under the bus. And right. now I have to go freaking take action on all of those people because you just made accusations of worse things than you did, and now I have to go as a leader go take action on that. So congratulations. You just alienated yourself to try to save. You got the blue game. Falcon award. Yeah. And <laughs> you got the buddy fucker award. <laughs> I, one of the most incredible acts of accountability I saw, um, young female got caught up in a bad situation, made some bad choices. And when everybody else that was involved in this decision or this, this event was claiming the fifth or saying they didn't do anything wrong. Da, da, da. She stood up there in the moment and said, yes, I did this. Yes, I made those choices. Yes, I took those actions. And the difference was every single one of those other dudes got court-martialed. A couple of them went to jail. She, she now, she still had to take accountability. She got in trouble. Right. She got right. demoted. She got barred from re-enlistment. So she had to get out of the service. But... She did so honorably. She left the service with an honorable discharge. 
It's a big difference. Unlike everybody else in that situation. Right. So, so she took accountability. She got that hit. And I, I wish I could say her name. I'm not going to right now, because, but yeah. she has been, she has been an example that I have used since that day in, in character. That's, a, that's right. Huge, yeah. And, and man, I feel like that's what we're, we're missing. We're missing, we're missing character. Character doesn't matter anymore. And do you think that lack of character, lack of accountability has stemmed down to where our, our, our clinch in the Navy of, of recruiting holds on to somebody that puts a dress on at night. You think it all, you think it's all relevant. You think it all ties together. Man, that's a really, that's a really tough question. And I, I put you on the spot, Ian, you know, yeah, I'm here to, I'm here to ask the hard questions. Yeah, no. So, (laughs) What what sucks is I'm pausing right because I'm trying right. to put like the the politically correct words together, um, and whiskey doesn't help me do that at all. No, uh, no. So, it, it so doesn't. that is based on the individual. So a person's character isn't defined by what they do at nighttime. I don't think. Well, I mean, I, it is. It is. It absolutely is. But right, if you're um, murder, if you're murder people if, at if night, or if they're yeah. <laughs> going out and dancing their ass off uh, at drag shows, or or you know when they hang up the uniform, they and and they're acting honorably when they do those things. Right. I so yeah, they have great character. If they make a mistake at work, right or off duty, that's going to impact their their duty. And they come in and they say, "Hey, I fucked up." Then 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 yeah. Um, I don't believe the lack of character and accountability is synonymous with a lifestyle choice with a lifestyle choice. Yeah. Right. I, I don't think I don't know. They're not associated because, and again, in every single population, you have people that are amazing and you have people that are freaking awful. No matter human beings, no matter if you're talking, doesn't uh, matter. Straight, gay, whatever. There's good people and there's bad people. Shitty being a shitty human knows no bounds, right? And and one of you can some of the single most awful human beings on the face of this planet that I have personally witnessed have sat in the pews on Sunday mornings at my dad's church. You're damn right. And damn right. And awful, uh, terrible humans, right? That projected a freaking a holier than thou image on Sunday. We call those we call those socialists. Not socialists, but uh, whoa, uh, (laughs) socialists. I'm sorry. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Nar- narcissist, uh, sociopath. Yeah, man. Is that so, socialist? Where I get socialist from? <laughs> I, I, where's your head at right now? <laughs> oh, well, you got me all political over here. Yeah. Well, 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 that'll be the conversation after we stop recording, but, yeah. um, <laughs> but there are. So, so I, so no, definitively, I absolutely not. Like, um, what people do again is, is what is their, their character is going to determine what they do in their off time. If they are of good character, then regardless of whether they they go and drag or they they you know whatever the fuck they do, if their character is good, they're going to make good, they're they're going to be good humans. So um, are are you, are you kind? Are you generous? Are you tolerant? And and tolerance is another thing, man. Let me fucking tell you, some of the most intolerant human beings on this planet are screaming for tolerance. Oh my god, it's like, true. Fuck you, dude. No. No, right. right. That, it don't work that way. 
So our rant isn't about the per the point of him in drag. That that's no. not our rant. So everybody knows our rant is about is about the projection projection of power. Yes, fear. My rant. I'm a little bit taken back to the fact that the Na- the Navy just jumped on this guy. Look, he's our next guy because he's an influencer. Oof. We don't know, and that that shit just pisses me off. So what? You got a lot of freaking followers. There's a lot of bad people that have followers. There's a lot of anti-Semitics. There's a lot of gay bashers. There's a lot of bad people that do not practice tolerance that have a lot of followers. Is that who we want to 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 uh, take take the Navy's agenda into the future? No. We, I want a person, and we, and not, that guy might be the best thing since sliced bread. I don't know, or guy, guy. I don't want to miss gender, like you said. I, this person might be the best thing since sliced bread. I don't know, but I don't. I think the Navy jumped on this because they're desperate for freaking enlistees. Right. They're desperate to get to 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 fill the fleet with Manning, and yeah. I, I think they hit the mark wrong. So you know what turns me on, man? At the time, it turned me on with these badasses in these special fucking uniforms dropping hate and discontent on some bitches. That was my thing. I thought that was cool as shit. Actually, the Navy commercials never motivated me in in the past. What motivated me was fucking free healthcare. Yeah. You re-enlist for different reasons why you initially enlist. I did. I ended up being, I loved what I did. I thought it was important. And I, I enjoyed it. I actually looked forward to coming to work every day. That was why I stayed in as long as I did. But my initial reason for joining was not because I was, and I was, I was a proud American. Don't get me wrong. But I, but what, what really pushed me was, look, I need medical insurance. Yeah. And then you know, I just happened to be decent at it, so I stuck it out. But you know, I, I just, I just think they missed the mark, man. It, I agree. And, and I hope that there was a vetting process. I hope that they didn't just, they didn't just go to this guy. And and there's another problem too. And, uh, one of the things, mill talk, right. Um, the mill talk community, which is TikTok, right. But with right. military people, some of that is amazing and funny and very, very real. Um, and, and people watch that and go, Oh my God, that that's crazy, but it's actually real. Um, right. Because the military were required to do some things that other humans would think, dude, absolutely. Un- I agree. Like, we should all write a book. Oh, <laughs> and and then compare the books, right? Because right. Uh, although the 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 whole of the story would be different, a right. lot of our chapters would be very much the same, right? Um, and there's a lot of things that we do and did in the military that other people would look at and be like, "How the you did what? You know that." that doesn't make any sense. Why would like, you know, shit, we just did it. Um, and, and, but parts of that are so cringy parts of that are so awful and, um, blatantly wrong. And, and I, I come from a day right where you made on the spot corrections, uniform, right. uh, hair, you know, uh, the, the regulation that guides wear and appearances, um, 
you know, AR670-1 in the army. And 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 you made corrections when people were had their hands in their pockets, when people had this or that or the other thing wrong or whatever, their shoelaces were untied. And you you went and you fixed them, right? Um, there are people now, and, and a lot of the regulations have changed, and keeping up with the changes in those regulations is crazy. Um, is man. Oh, you just look at it and you're like, and some of those, you know, like, I'm just like, dude, put your fucking, just fix your uniform. You look like a piece of shit. Right. Like you're, you're funny now. Just, just be funny, but put your fucking belt on, you know, like, right. <laughs> you know, put shit like a, that, right? Put um, me in a bag of ass. Exactly. Exactly. Be, be the person that's out there with a million followers. That's freaking setting the example. Right. And, and, uh, oh man. And, and no, I, I don't think I don't think the Navy did it right. I don't think I don't think that was the the right way to do it. There's other ways to do it. There's other ways to project, you know, who we are. And and with the social media right now, I don't I I do not envy any commander out there because um and again, social media uh behavior in the army. I can only speak for the army, right? Social media behavior in the army became a huge thing. Right. Um uh, became yeah. a, a UCMJ thing. Right. right? Non-judicial punishment. You could, you could get hemmed up for, for saying the wrong thing on the internet. Right. Yeah. Um, and then there was the whole extremism thing where just everybody just kind of didn't say anything and everybody made fake, fake Facebook accounts and all that. Fuck, shit. man. That was ridiculous. Um, but like it, so, so I don't, the, the environment that exists right now for commanders is challenging, man, because it, there's there's so many aspects and so many parts in everything that you do you know look at uh what is it usa what the fuck moments um you know it stands for united states army uh wtf moments yeah. um check them out on social media and everything that happens that's bullshit and stupid in the army it ends up on there and it's freaking and hard to manage yeah hard to manage yeah it's so. uh it's a challenge man but it's no man social, I, social media didn't make it make it easier no i i think i think the navy missed its mark I do too. Because because now you're going to alienate a whole bunch of people because now people are going to see a dude in a dress and that's all they're going to see, right? And they're going to be like, fuck that. I'm not joining the Navy to freaking wear a dress. Fuck that, right? The, we look at, at the whole Bud Light fiasco that has just unfolded oh, yeah. in front of us. Yeah. But even yeah. though people quit drinking Bud Light to drink other Anheuser-Busch uh, products. Yeah, so and how Bush still making money no matter it's what they still do. making money. <laughs> yeah, I think that was on purpose. Hey, not not enough people are, are drinking Bush Light, so let's, <laughs> let's, let's you know let's let's put a trend uh, 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 whatever the word is. I don't want to misquote anybody. Let's put let's put a person on there that's going to piss people off, and and so we'll get more Bush Light customers right. and then when we, when we make a decision to drop that person because we alienated half of our freaking population right. base the other half is going to get alienated because we drop them yeah right another fucking mess dude that's uh, why you, you just make beer just make beer just yep. make beer St- dude keep the, the horses. horses the horses the frogs right the, the, yeah the, the frogs uh, why sir yeah right the, yeah. the what's up yeah, what's right? that? let's keep those everybody likes yeah. those that's your happy place. Yeah. Stay right there. Like, exactly. and just sell beer. That's all or, you got to do. Or let a retired, you know, senior chief in the Navy be your spokesperson. I'd like free beer. <laughs> I'll do it for you. You know, everybody likes military folk. I'll do it. Hashtag. Or, or, yeah. Hashtag. Uh, hashtag give Bud Light Influencer. Hashtag <laughs> give me free beer. Hashtag the world's most interesting man. Hey, Dosecki's got it right. He did. He did. <laughs> 
But man, uh, thank you so much for coming on here, bro. I mean, it's been, I could say, I, I didn't expect this, but I did since we did it yesterday. But uh, it's been great, man. <laughs> got to do it twice. It got, to, got to drink whiskey twice with uh, twice. Boy twice, man. So when you get married, I love that look every time I why it. I was gonna say why you make me punch you in front of all these and, people. It never gets old, man. It never gets old. But man, thank uh, you my so girlfriend much. is an, an amazing human who I would be lucky to uh to get to spend the rest of my life with. If that's in the stars for us, then uh then so be it. So I will acknowledge your point to a point and uh but I'm still gonna say fuck off. That was very uh, political <laughs> to the fuck up part. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it's been great, man. Uh I think I think we ran it. Yeah. I think we did good. I think it's I, I think that uh we we made our point very clear. We're we're not against people's lifestyle. We're all for showing force to our adversaries. Yep. I love it. But thanks again for joining us. And with that, guys, when you have to rent, you have to rent. Y'all have a good day. We'll talk to y'all later.